the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk podcast. This is episode 25. Number 25. What? what? How did we make it to 25? I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, that, that means that uh, there's more than four people that are listening now, yes. so that's good. Something's going right. And 25 <laughs> episodes, that's pretty far along. So that's, tr- and we, we, only, we only launch them on Wednesdays. Right. So that's 25 Wednesdays. That's a lot so of Wednesdays. So that would be. Very cl- so. One more Wednesday, one more week, then one mm-hmm. more episode, and it would be half a year. That means we've been doing the podcast for six months, wow. right? Yeah, fifty-two weeks a year. Half of that's twenty-six. Yeah, how cool! Yeah, that's awesome. We're cool. almost at a milestone episode. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We're glad that you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with Pastor Adam. Since I didn't introduce us, it's Pastor Adam. Say hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm Chloe, and um, we are continuing a conversation this week that we started last week. And it is on spiritual warfare. Um, Adam, do you kind of want to give yeah, us a little so recap of what we started talking about? I'd be glad to. The, the yeah. last week's was, the title of it was this the biggest blind spot in Christianity. So there was this idea that we have a big blind spot in our lives. And I think that that blind spot is spiritual warfare in, mm. in a lack of understanding or at least acknowledgement that there is a spiritual battle that's happening um, that we cannot see. Um, but we definitely feel yeah. it definitely impacts us and understanding that the enemy is real and being a blind spot, meaning that we don't really pay enough attention to it. And so I think there's a lot of times where we don't realize how significant of a battle there is happening and then that, that we also have a part in that. Absolutely. And so that was one of the, my admissions was, you know, just saying that, you know, I, one of my struggles is not really believing in that or at least taking it seriously. And so we started off kind of talking about, um, we walked into Ephesians 6, so we'll be there again today, guys, if, if you're someone who listens to the podcast with your Bible out or whatever. I don't know how that works, right. but um, I don't know how that happens because I'm, <laughs> I'm a podcaster when I'm driving down the road, so I wouldn't be cracking out a paper Bible. Driving down <laughs> Bible the road. in one hand, <laughs> podcast in the other. Steering with my knees. You know? <laughs> right. Um, well, I might actually do that, but I'm a horrible driver, so don't do that. Don't do what I do, but um, it, it maybe and maybe you just want to reference later. So what we were doing is we were looking at Ephesians six, and we're going to keep going with that scripture um, almost through the end of that chapter, which is through the end of the book of Ephesians. Um, mm-hmm. But Ephesians six twelve talks about that our enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's these rulers and principalities of darkness and evil in this world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we try to make the enemy a person. Um, when that's not really the case, yeah. that there's this, and the whole point of that scripture is there's this big old spiritual battle going on that people are not your enemy, and that what is the enemy is actually attacking all of us as people, and so the, the per, people can't be your enemy if the enemy is attacking them and having you all lumped together, having us all lumped together as one. Right. So other people aren't that aren't that enemy, but there is this bigger spiritual battle going on. And I know that sometimes that makes us feel weird when we talk about it. So like if you're a newer Christian or maybe you have been in a, um, a piece of Christianity, a portion of the church that doesn't pay a lot of attention to this, mm-hmm. what that really means is you've been in a portion of the church that has had this as a significant blind spot. And so I kind of grew up in a church like this. So um, I grew up in a small little independent Southern Baptist church, and this was not something we discussed a whole lot. Right. And so 
it may make you feel a little weird. It may be something you're uncomfortable with, um, but it's real. Jesus talks about it. Anything he talks about, I'm going to talk about. Right. Anything that Jesus believed in, I'm going to believe in, even if I struggle with it. So like, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody the other day that um, they were struggling with uh, creationism and things like that, and Adam and Eve and all that concept. And I said, well, I, there's been plenty of times where I've struggled with the science behind all that stuff, too. But my go-to now with my faith in Christ is if Jesus believed in it, then I'm going to believe in it. And so Jesus references creation. He references the beginning. He references Adam and Eve. And so I'm going to believe in it then and go from that point to to figure it out and learn it more. Same thing with this. If Jesus is referencing the significant, you know, seriousness of spiritual warfare and the enemy, then we should too. And we shouldn't just let it be a blind spot. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about the the two main ways that – we as Christians kind of error or err with Satan, and mm-hmm. that's it. We take him too seriously or we don't take him serious enough. It's one yeah. of those two things. And so we talk through that idea as well. And the fact that just because you can't see him doesn't mean it's not happening, it's not working. And so mm-hmm. he's not working against you, the enemy's not fighting, and that there's not some sort of big spiritual battle happening in a realm that we cannot see. And so that was kind of the intro to this idea of spiritual warfare. And the cool thing is is that – this Ephesians 6 scripture doesn't just give you, you know, yes, there's a spiritual battle. It's the enemy. It's not people. Go for it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. It gives us a little bit more to follow. And so what we want to do is kind of walk through this. And some of you are going to know this scripture. You've heard it before. If you've been a Christ follower or or you found yourself in church as a kid, you've sang songs in Sunday school about this. And so yep. 612 starts to introduce, starting in 613, the what we call the armor of God scripture, um, right. where Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus and he starts to reference this armor of God piece. And what you see with this is how to actually battle how this kind of thing plays out, how, what we are to do as Christ followers to be able to battle against this spiritual enemy. So it's a really, really helpful piece of scripture, really, really helpful to be able to um, you know have some tangible things to do. And then he talks about it in a way that is referring to the armor of God. So it gives us these kind of, I don't know, a really good example or a, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, a, a way for us to tangibly kind of understand, okay, this is what this means, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like an example of how to do it or it, it it's not quite in parable form, but it's in sort of a form that we could apply it to um, our lives. And so the armor of God part is obviously talking about actual battle armor. And so makes sense because 612 talks about, you know, this battle happening, right? And so we roll into 613, and if you go to verse 13, you'll see that it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Hmm. And so the the big piece that you want to focus on as we kind of start this is this idea of there's a full armor of God. He's going to go through it piece by piece. But when this battle is fighting and when you're in the middle of it, you've got to be able to stand your ground. And so if you were going to circle something, if you were going to study something, if you were going to write it down, heck, we're we're millennials now. So if you were going to get a tattoo of something, it would be – Right on your forehead. Right, right. It would be stand your <laughs> ground, right? Stand your ground. In other words, you just introduced this idea of spiritual warfare. And so for us, you've got to know that what that means is you can't escape this fight. You you can't you can't get away from it. You can't escape it. You can't ignore it. 
and you cannot run away from it. Hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times when we talk about a blind spot, it's something that maybe we realize and see and kind of know. Like for me, I knew it in my head, but the head knowledge had not gotten to the heart knowledge to where it was actually producing action. And so I think by by knowing it in your head and not doing anything with it, not standing your ground, it's kind of like you're running away. What he's mm-hmm. saying is, is that you cannot run away. What's cool is, is there's only two places um, in the Christian life in which Paul says that you can and you should run. Mm-hmm. Like he uses the word flee, you know, not like flee circus, not like flee on your <laughs> dog, but flea. like flee, like F-L-E-E. literally E-E, double E's, no A. <laughs> To literally run away means just to flee means to drop stuff and head out of town. And the only two that he mentions that with is sexual immorality and the love of money. Hmm. So not money in particular, but the love of money. There's the two that you can flee, you can run. So sexual immorality, like when you're in a situation and you're about to give in to sexual temptation, you run, right? Run away from that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with love of money and the same thing of, you know, when your life is starting to center around the fact that everything is focused on what you can get and how you can get it, then you need to run away from that. Those are the only two. And I got a cool little joke here for this. And Chloe oh has had to hear it like five times. <laughs> yep. I even so, had to type it out this morning. <laughs> if you're trying to, if you're trying to remember Ephesians 6, 13, um, it's about standing your ground. And so when do I run as a Christian? When it comes to the monies and to the honeys, you get out of town. That's a good joke. It is so good. It (laughs) is something. (laughs) Chloe's trying to be nice. She's very nice. She's she's so nice. She's wearing a macaroni and cheese shirt right now. It has the directions on the back, too. (laughs) The back of the shirt says what to do with the macaroni and cheese. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's say the joke one more time. When it comes to the monies and when it comes to the honeys, you get out of town. All right, so that's it. There's only two. It's going to stick with everybody, too. I hope so. It will not leave their brains. Everywhere else in your life, in the Christian life, you've got to learn to stand your ground. Hmm. You've got to learn to be able to stand in there. And this is important for us because, look, we're we're not supposed to just stay baby Christians our whole life, right? right? So we accept Christ. He inhabits our hearts. He takes over our lives. He's Lord. He's leading and guiding us to be more and more like him. That's Mm -hmm. that sanctification process. We grow through that, which means we don't stay baby Christians. Uh, And so you've got to learn as you grow in your faith that you've got to stand your ground. And then Mm -hmm. all these other places, you've got to actually stand your ground. So when it comes to fighting the enemy, you've got to learn how to stand in there. And that's why he's going to throw out this armor of God scripture, because we've got to know we've got to know what we know in Jesus to be able to stand our ground against an enemy who has all kinds of weapons and things that he uses against us, and it's this spiritual battle we can't see. So we've got to learn how to be able to stand in there. And so 13 starts to kind of talk about that. And I want to show you something I missed in this scripture. We read it again. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Um, This is just something that went over my head. And I would push you to go back and read the rest of Ephesians. Um, Ephesians is a juggernaut piece of scripture um, in the New Testament, and especially for us as Christians. I mean, it covers some of the biggest pieces of what it means to walk in Jesus and then how that plays out tangibly, like as husbands and as wives and as the church and all these pieces. Um, But something I minced was is that, all the years of doing this, is that 
there was a separation for me between the rest of Ephesians and this armor of God scripture. But Paul is not introducing new content all of a sudden here at the end of chapter 6. Mm-hmm. So, Because chapter 6 sort of ends with this. There's some things that are going to happen like at the very end of this, this scripture, there's some like final greetings. Um, but other than that, the main meat of it ends here with the armor of God. But he's not introducing new content. So each of these kind of seven pieces, and I, I think it's seven, by the way. There's one that people don't really count. We'll get to that over the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. These seven pieces of armor, all they are is just applying the gospel hmm. that Paul has spent the last six chapters talking about. All it is is applying the gospel to your whole life. These what the gospel is that he spent the last six kind of six chapters laying out. And so mm-hmm. it's once again, what do we do as we follow Christ? We get deeper and deeper and deeper into the gospel, right? And yeah. so. Um, you don't. The gospel is not just for us to hear when we're not Christians or baby Christians and know what it is. No, we're getting deeper and deeper into the gospel. And so, yeah. someone says to me that they want to get deep. Then what that means to me is not some in-depth Bible study on the Book of Haggai, unless we're about to do one. That's why yeah. I said that. Unless it's pointing you back to a deeper and deeper understanding of the gospel. And so, right. Paul's not just coming with a new content here. He's pushing us back to applying to our whole life. And he uses this image of the body, mm-hmm. right, and this image of armor so that we can apply the gospel to everything about us that he just spent six kind of chapters talking about. So I, I missed that connection and um, when I was reading through it for years and years. And yeah. it wasn't until a couple of years ago um, that I kind of saw this. And so big thought here is the gospel should cover every part of your body and your life. That's why this armor idea is here. It right. should cover every single part of your body, your life, because where the gospel has fortified you, don't miss this if you're listening. Tune back in when I got you probably tuned out when I talked about Chloe's macaroni and cheese shirt. But Come tune, back. <laughs> tune back in. Where the gospel has fortified you in your life, Satan cannot attack you. And so, where you've decided to apply the gospel to those parts of your life, it's, you're fortified, you're built up. He's not attacking you there. Right. That's the whole point. And so, the gospel message, let's, let's go back to it because we need to know. So, if we're talking about the fact that the way that we're going to fight against the enemy is applying the gospel to every part of our life, then let's recap kind of what Paul has just said about the gospel in Ephesians. What he said is, is you're weak, mm-hmm. you are sinful, you are walking in darkness, and then God saves you, right? And so you can kind of see that you're, you're weak, you need strengthening, you need saving, you're sinful, you're walking around in darkness, Your feet are kind of guiding you all over the place, and then God saves you. And you're saved when you realize that you don't have the strength to save yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the big piece that we've got to make sure that we understand. When you real the beginning point of salvation is when you realize I can't save me, that I am weak, that I am sinful, that you know what I am not. Because then you're able to open up and go, Well, Jesus is these things for me. And that's kind of what Paul is leading through 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 Ephesians. And so you've got to have a realization at some point that it's not going to be your strength. And then he's going to use this word a whole lot when we keep getting into it. It's not going to be your righteousness, right? And so he starts to talk about these pieces of armor that are all in the gospel and we're putting them on our bodies. We're putting them on our lives. And so you've got to kind of realize where you're at without Jesus. And so the awakening of that point is when you realize that you don't have the strength to save yourself. The way I like to talk about it, 
um, when I'm preaching or teaching or whatever is, you know, you know, there's some point where you have an awakening Mm -hmm. that you know that you can't save you. Yep. Because if you could save you, you'd have already done it. (laughs) If you could fix you, you'd have already done it. If you could solve all these problems, this sin that you keep going back to over and over in your life, you would have already fixed it. I mean, you would have already solved it if you could solve it. And if there was somebody that could fix it for you, you'd have already had them do it too. You'd already paid them. You'd already sucked up to grandma so that her Jesus could rub off on you enough to save you. But, you know, that's that realization of I'm not strong enough and I need Jesus' strength. I need Mm -hmm. him to save me. Um, And so I am weak. I am sinful. I am walking in darkness. And now I'm opening up my life for Jesus to be able to take it and when he does, I'm going to start putting on the truth of that gospel, which is going to make me not weak, going to make me not sinful, going to make me not walk in darkness. Mm-hmm. That's these pieces of armor that we're talking about. And th- these pieces of spiritual armor that he's going to get into are where you apply the gospel of God's grace to an area of vulnerability or weakness in your life. And so he's going to point out these main key places that you've got to apply the gospel of God's grace to these areas that we are vulnerable and weak. That's why he picks armor. I mean, you, you're going to get into this here in a few minutes, but think about think about armor for a minute. You're you're going to have when you, if you look at armor and you think through it, and we're going to get to this in the next few episodes. The whole point is that the armor protects the places of the body that are vulnerable. And so we've got to make sure that in this big spiritual battle that we're talking about, we've got to apply the gospel to these areas that we are weak and vulnerable. You know, Right. And so, and he's going to get into it. The areas that we're weak and vulnerable are our heart and our head and our mind and our soul. And a lot of it has to do with our, with our heart, our head, our mind, and things like that. Um, so we need to make sure we pay attention to what we're doing and where we're applying God's grace. So I think that we need to really – we're starting to get into this spiritual battle thing here when we talk about spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. The key here is that we've got to understand that it's a fight and we've got to stand our ground. And what we're standing our ground with is not our own strength. That's the mm-hmm. whole point, right? So that yeah. Jesus is fortifying us. And the key places that you're going to need to be prepared for battle are the key, are the places in your life, you're going to get to this in a few episodes, mm-hmm. that you aren't being fortified in the gospel, you know, like the areas that you're not allowing the gospel to actually shape you. Right. So think about those before we close in just a minute. Yeah. Think about those weak areas in our life where we tend to be vulnerable, we tend to be weak. Right. Our mind – Right, our thoughts, our feelings. Right, I mean that's where we're all weak at. Because yes, you know, absolutely. we be walking around in one minute, everything's great, and then we think it's a fine day, and then one teeny little thing happens that's really not that big a deal in the scope of things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, think about think about the last time you had a flat tire. Um, as soon as the flat tire happened, you decided that it was a bad day. Right. When it was really just a flat tire, those are areas that we as people are naturally sinfully weak. The areas of our heart, you know, Scripture tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things, right? And so we've got to actually fortify and protect those mm-hmm. from the battles of the enemy with the gospel. That's mm-hmm. the the key thing that, that he's pointing out through this whole chapter 
is what the gospel is and how you apply it to your life, how you put it on. Mm-hmm. You're walking in it. That's the whole point. And so if and it makes total sense because if if the if the enemy is crushed and killed by Jesus, which he is, right? Mm-hmm. Then it makes sense that the enemy being crushed and killed in our lives is going to be us continuing to put on the gospel. Right. Continue to wear it, walk in it, be strengthened by it and bring everything kind of behind this armor. And so it's important to know when we're talking about the armor of God is when he's talking about the word we're not talking about just the word. We're talking right. about the gospel of Jesus, right? When he talks about you know prayers, we're not just talking about the prayers. We're talking about the gospel of Jesus, right? And so it's not these it's not these little spiritual disciplines that are going to prepare you for battle. It is those spiritual disciplines underneath the gospel being first and foremost in your life. So yeah. that's kind of where we want to go. This will yeah. be a little bit of a shorter episode, and um, we're going to hit up. We're going to start next week with um, the next verse, which will lead us into these pieces of armor. So we really mm-hmm. hadn't hit them yet. 12 is telling you that there's a battle. Mm-hmm. 13 is staying, get ready. You're going to stand your ground. you got to pull on the full armor. And then 14 is going to start going through the individual pieces. So yeah. next week, we're going to hit the first piece, which is the most important one, goes around our core, sets everything up, um, and it keeps your pants from falling down. So sounds important. You might know what that is. And so and and for all my country people, I'm not talking about a rope. All right. A rope could function that way. But what we're talking about is we're talking about a belt. And so he's going to start tying us into the belt of truth. And so for us, let's just know that we're going to be spending the next few episodes on this idea of spiritual warfare because our walk in Jesus, each one of us as individuals and then collectively together, it's messy and it's tough. And part of the reason it's messy and tough is because of this blind spot of spiritual warfare. And so us not being as prepared and ready for it and really walking in the gospel. Like, yeah. I, I don't want you just to know the gospel. It, it, I mean, there's lots of people that know Jesus. And so that's why you can't, you know, when, when I was a kid, everybody used to say the gospel of Jesus is the birth, death, the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. True, but not. That's sort of like a history line, mm-hmm. Right. The gospel is the birth, the death, the resurrection of Jesus as it applies to you personally. Right. Like for you, in your place. That's the idea. And so we have messy walks, and part of that is because a big part, a big part of why our walks are tough and why sin tends to creep in is because we aren't really paying attention to this bigger spiritual battle going on. Like the battles we're facing are just day to day and with people and life and stuff, but there's a whole bigger thing going on. So it's all about the gospel of Jesus and applying it to your lives. And that's what's putting the full armor on it. So that's why he spent six chapters saying, here's what the gospel is. Mm -hmm. So then he can say, now put it on. Yeah. Right. Put it on everywhere. Put it on all these parts. So next week we'll talk about what keeps your pants from falling down. Yeah. Does that sound good? It's not a rope. Better than a rope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, We hope you'll join us again next week because we have new episodes every Wednesday. Um, Join us next week as we continue this conversation on spiritual warfare and the armor of God. Um, Like Adam said, we're going to start talking about the belt next week, which is important because it keeps your pants up. And let's remind everybody before we close, don't forget when it comes to the honeys and it comes to the monies, get out of town. You run. run. Get out of town. Run. (laughs) Run. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
Um, and we are grateful for you guys for tuning yes, in, listening, and having these conversations with us. And we hope you will join us again next I week. I talked to a guy just yesterday who I did not know was listening, who said he's listening. He is in Louisiana. So nice. Uh, if you're listening right hey, now, guy from Louisiana. Yep, we're glad that you're here. So <laughs> awesome. thanks, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. Well, we will catch up with you all next week. Sounds Have good. a great one. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.